Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Polo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We were giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bowley here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race Season, Season 12. 12. Are you ready? Are you ready to jump? <laughs> Get ready to jump. Oh, is it? Is it a hint? Is it what we might be expecting today? I am grinning from ear to ear. Okay, so um, last week, we haven't yet seen the episode, have we? No, 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 because we're taking on a new kind of way of recording. We're going to just go into watching the show uh-huh. and giving our first and honest impressions. Yep. Yep. It's it's we did it last week for the first time. We felt it gave, gave us a sort of fresher sort of energy and it didn't yeah. we were a bit well, I was personally a bit worried that there wouldn't be like as much depth to our opinions, but it was just kinda like sparkier and went back and forth. Like we'd actually we'd love to hear your opinions, guys, on, on how that went. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so last week, at the end of it, what we did see that this week, what, what we'd be expecting is mm-hmm. a Madonna Rusical. So, uh, my excitement peaked. Now, Tom, do you have you heard of Madonna? Um, vaguely. She's, I'm vaguely familiar she's with, not that with popular. the concept. It's nice that RuPaul chose to shine a light on um, an <laughs> artist up and, who was up very... And coming artist, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so, breaking through into the mainstream. <laughs> give us a little a little rundown on uh, Madonna very quickly because I know you're going to go forever. Well, yeah, don't let me wax lyrical because we'll be here all day. Um, Madonna, I consider her... And that's all the time we have, so let's go on to the episode. <laughs> you know, she is one of the most influential solo female pop stars out there. She's pushed boundaries. She's plucked trends from the underground and brought them into the mainstream. She embodies um, power, confidence, uh, sex appeal, dare I say. Um, and I've, I've loved her since I was a teenager. Um, I lo- More importantly, I think, you know, she cracks out a cracking pop tune um what an amazing back catalogue she has and it's been album after album of um, stunning material what well, you see you're very excited i'm guessing Incredibly. that they're doing a so let's talk about the history first before we get into it which mm. will be very very soon let's talk about the history of musicals in rupaul's drag race musicals the first time what was the, the first musical that they ever did have was in season six wasn't it and it was just like rupaul the musical wasn't RuPaul it rupaul the musical um no and- sorry i'm getting mixed up because it was well it's just called the musical wasn't it but it wasn't the story of rupaul that was the black swan challenge the year before but yeah but it was about rupaul wasn't it about rupaul coming to i guess it was kind of was it inspired by the life of because it was like you know innocent you know small town girl oh, actually, fresh off the bus maybe it wasn't maybe it was more just about someone chasing the the dream the dream yeah because season five when they did the what was it the black swan why it gotta be black yeah, when they did the Black Swan, that's when they actually did the first kind of not musical kind, of, but it was more of a dance challenge, wasn't it? Was it was dance. They didn't actually sing. They yeah, expressed was, themselves through dance. That, why got to be Black Swan season mm. six? They did the first one, which is the RuPaul musical. Then we that's when we saw the um, Adore Delano versus the Courtney Act. It really felt like it was created. The, the musical concept was created to pit those oh, two against each other because, as, as idols of their respective continents. So what they do, isn't it? So once they find out the cast, uh-huh. once they select. Like, this is what I'm guessing, which I'm pretty sure they're doing. Once they select their cast, there's a little table talk. They sit mm-hmm. down and they're like, okay, this is who we got. Now, two of these people are idol singers, aren't mm-hmm. they? So let's have a challenge where we do a musical and mm-hmm. of, you know, we'll make sure that they're in the opposite teams and um, that'll yeah. be really, really good television. And they sang live. In they the did first sing musical. live. 
um, there were team-based selections, weren't there, after winning a mini-challenge, mm. wasn't it? And um, really, really, we rewatched it recently. It really was very fun. When it comes to Ador Delano's vocals versus Courtney X, I a million times prefer Ador Delano's vocals. I mean, I get where you come from. She's got more kind of richness and soul, hasn't she? Yeah, but there's... Courtney's technique is top-notch. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I would, I would rather listen to Adore Delano sing. Her tone mm-hmm. is much better. Yeah, because Courtney is quite nasal. I'm not, not that she's a bad singer. I'm just saying her, her sound to me is very, very nasally. Yeah, and like people, there are singers who can go high, like Titus and Dromedon, mm-hmm. who I love. Yeah, it was my soul sister. Titus Burgess. Ti- yeah, um, Titus, um, Titus Burgess, and yeah. who was the other one from Glee? Um, oh, oh. the young chap. Who the young chap? The um, would he play Kurt? No, 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 no. The um, and she sings. Um, Mama will provide. Oh, uh, you've shown that me that one. video a few yeah, times lately. They, they're men. She's amazing. She's yeah. a male. I, I say that in brackets yeah. uh, or you know in inverted commas. But they can go high without going nasal, yeah. too nasal. Now, I think Courtney goes a bit too nasal. Anyway, the season seven, we've got the, it's, I don't know if it was a musical, but it was a John Waters kind of musical parody challenge. It was a little different, wasn't it? Because it was three distinct segments um, parodying scenes or inspired by scenes in John Waters films. Great challenge, great way and of showcasing Ginger Minge yeah. in particular. Axe, 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 if, axe, that, again, axe. that felt like it was for Ginger Minge. Like she could really channel Edie Massey, couldn't she? Yep. And some of the other pretty glamour girls kind of fell by the wayside. They couldn't sing or perform in the same way. I, I, think that, I didn't well. think I didn't think Violet Chachki was bad in that one. Actually, I thought she was okay. Season eight, they had the new wave queens. What's that smell? <laughs> I got something to say. <laughs> It's I love freak, that freak. they should have won, Not if you ask me. Yeah. The, oh, they um, were raw. The new, the new what? New York yeah. queens were. They just were. They just had this amazing B fifty twos energy. They were amazing, they were fantastic. Season nine was when we had another kind of musical, which was Kardashian the musical. So that was the next conventional actual musical, wasn't it? And now yep. this one was completely mimed. They didn't do the vocals. And it was all cast by Alexis Michelle, and it yes. felt like she was quite a central character for a couple of episodes. She was in that really, season. she nailed that one, wasn't she? She was, she was Chris Jenner, she? she was fantastic. And the other standout was Shay Collet, as, um, well, actually, it should have like been Nina Bonina. First, first of all, we have to say this. It should have been Nina Bonina. <laughs> been Nina, Nina Bonina Brown. She should have been Black China. That's where we got that Having from. Having said that, Shay Collet was Slay Collet today. Um, season 10 was they had shared the musical in season 10 they it also did. had that farmer musical but we don't talk about that no, we don't like, talk about we didn't that even re- I found no, no that was th- them trying to get their sponsorships worth or something I think the share musical was okay but again that was another one where they sang live and um, some of them weren't great vocalists although you did have the likes of Monet in there who was a fab vocalist and uh, I, I think Monet should have won that People one hey! <laughs> Let's forget about that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> but in that, she's like Monet should have won that. I think her runway. Oh, Monet was her. robbed there. Um, and then season eleven, they trumped the musical. Now that was nonsensical. Like yes. I could, we rewatched it. And I, there was some great fun performance. It was also judged really badly. Like the ones who should have been top just weren't top. Like like Sugar was amazing, and she yeah, wasn't Sugar top. came. They slipped on her. Uh, and Nina wasn't in the top when she should have been. And mm-hmm. uh, Scarlet Envy as well. But and doesn't matter. Let's let's forget about that. But. I find it hard to follow that one. Like this, the plot was nonsensical. It's like some sort of girl school. You know what? I think I think you women really in have Donald to, Trump's life. I think people or, in America. I think people in America would understand it more. But I couldn't follow it because I didn't know a lot of these characters. I don't think it was as I think intimately it was, as the people in America would know. I think it was bad writing. 
Oh, it's always bad. Come on. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. It's always bad writing. <laughs> um, so then that leads us to today, where now, we're now watching season 12 girls tackle or tackle on um, Madonna the Rusical. I have high hopes in the sense that it's going to buck the trend of some of the Rusicals being quite badly written and nonsensical. I want something that's really going to be a fantastic tribute to the woman who is to me the queen of pop maybe maybe she's more of an empress of pop nowadays she's not exactly reigning in the same way she once did how do i turn your mic down um and i know that you'll argue that beyonce is the queen of pop she's she she <laughs> where's beyonce the musical Which... well maybe that'll be next mm, no. i think you've got to pay tribute to the real think, tra- trailblazers first for rupaul's drag race taking on madonna um they know that they have to they have to give it their respect that it deserves they need to give madonna the respect because it's madonna it's madonna and also, you can't just yeah. do a half-assed production with madonna they i'm hoping that they went away and actually put a lot of time and effort into how they were gonna tell the story and how they were gonna add some ruisms uh-huh. into there to still make a drag mm-hmm. but they still needed to maintain the integrity and respect for and if, madonna and her sound and her story and if madonna doesn't feel that you've done due diligence by her She'll, she will not be happy. Her team will let you know. Yeah. Right, will, Michelle? P- people will disappear <laughs> mysteriously in the night. Yeah. So, um, like we said, we haven't got into it, but we are going to get into it now, and I'm really, really excited. I'm very, very, I'm on the edge of my seat. All right, let's give it a go. Yay. And we are back. We're back in the workroom. So, let's get into it. Let's get into it straight away. They've just finished um, coming off the main stage from mm-hmm. last week's elimination. Um, congratulations to Britta for that lip sync. She's won. She sent Aiden home. She did. And congratulations, Gigi, for the win. Well deserved. Yes, very much. Mm. Now, they've come into the, the workroom again. And straight away, I was, you know, I'm cussing. Because where is all this fakery coming from? Britta's saying, oh, she's such a good girl. Oh, mm. you know, it's so sad to see her go. She was such a good... No, I don't want to hear that from you, Britta. I'm I think sorry. She was trying to smooth things over, and it wasn't really necessary. She should have been a bit more honest with her feelings, I think, because she had nothing but contempt for Aiden the entire time she exactly, was there. Exactly, exactly. And as narrated by um, our widow, who was speaking everyone's mind when she they were was. like, um, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Don't don't forget that you guys were all coming for her uh-huh. and untucked. Yeah. Um, where are those real feelings that you had there? How come they're not manifesting into some sort of celebration like what they did when Willow? left you know uh-huh. Yeah. Goodbye, lady, shady, bearded lady. lady. Yeah. That's that what funny. I thought I'd see Britta do, but no, I, I she came in and um, I really just gave some kind of fake sentiment. She was, and Widow was in her feelings anyway, and I think probably empathising quite a lot with Aiden because she'd felt quite under attack in the Untucked. Um, it was actually like her, um, Britta, and Aiden uh, who primarily been been under attack. I think in in that Untucked and. Um, yeah, Widow herself, um, she gets quite defensive in this little sequence, doesn't she? And well, a little bit more than that, a bit more combative, actually. She gets quite angry and says, well, I hope you guys are in my position soon and, you know, you'll see how it feels when somebody stabs you in the back. So what you're, you're, so you're talking about in reaction to last week's Untucked, yes. where um, specifically Jackie came for the girls who didn't do so well. So Jackie was saying... Basically saying, why did you suck yeah. when the Snatch Game is the only thing that you know for sure, yeah. format-wise, everything's not going to change. You, This is the only thing you know is going to be there. 
um, because you know usually they'll have a sewing challenge, but you never know what the genre will be until mm-hmm. you get there. Usually they have something else, but you, you're not given all the information. However, the snatch game is a staple. You know what's going to happen. It you a- know exactly what's going to happen, and she's like, she's basically calling them out, saying. How were you not prepared? Mm-hmm. It was the three girls who were kind of riding high last week, um, Sherry, Jackie, and Gigi, who um, just decided and then took to start pointing out other people's flaws. And it, it, it made for good TV. I mean, they come off with their drag queens and their shady, um, and we, we enjoy that. But, you know, the other girls have a right to feel defensive and upset about that. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to say in, the, in some sort of defense towards um, Widow is that, you know, Widow said, you know, we, I was prepared, but in the, in the moment, you know, you're you're not prepared. I think that's and entirely I want, fair. None of us know I, how we'd feel in the glare of those studio well, lights. Well, I want to take it back a notch and say, if you're not prepared in the moment, you were never prepared full stop. Mm. So that's no excuse for me. That f- Preparation means that you're ready in the moment for whatever you're trying to get prepared for. Mm-hmm. So if, if in the moment, if, if it happens and you're not prepared, you weren't prepared for it. You didn't do enough, boo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we see quite a, a fake little apology from Sherry, don't we? I'm sorry <laughs> if anyone's feelings were hurt. Oh, she... It's completely insincere. It was so insincere I'm sorry that you laugh. were hurt by the things that I said. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you were hurt, but I guess I'm sorry that you... That's not an apology. No. That's not yeah. an apology. No. I'm sorry you're such a baby. No, no one of the... One of the, the the biggest blow-ups actually was from Heidi. And I also, again, here feel rightfully mm. so. So Gigi and Untucked last week, we didn't really discuss it, but last week mm. Gigi came for um, Heidi. She did. Out of nowhere. So um, she was using Heidi as an ex- uh, as an example of, you know what, the judges have told you week after week yeah. um, about your makeup and it hasn't improved. And Heidi in defense was saying, um, I wasn't one of the people wondering why I was in the bottom. So I don't know why you brought up my name because yeah. it really did come out of nowhere. Her opinion was completely unsolicited and yet she gave it. Yeah. That was and a, it's, kind of the problem with that. And you know what it is? It's Gigi's doing so well now. Gigi yeah. is killing it and she's, she's established where she sits in the pack and i think all of a sudden she had the comfort yep. to give her unsolicited well, critical yeah, opinion it came from a place of security and confidence didn't yeah. it? she's like i now have the right to critique you because i'm killing it and i know i'm better than you mm. and i just want to say heidi your makeup shirt and um you, you're the- ma- look at her her makeup is terrible <laughs> that's it that's yeah. basically she's um she's confident she knows where she sits she's killing it and she's calling it she's calling Heidi out yeah. I don't know if she expected Heidi to react like this I think Heidi um it was very very sensitive to those comments in particular and didn't she say that she only has ever really felt attractive in drag and so she really really personalized those comments which I think Gigi thought were coming from like quite a technical place because you know what Heidi heard was I'm ugly mm. and Gigi rightly pointed out that she never said that um but that's how Heidi experienced those comments and that's why she gets so upset I think that um, sadly she doesn't consider herself very attractive outside of the character of um, of Heidi so of course she feels very protective of Heidi obviously she's lovely she's really cute there's no need for her to feel like that that's true now um, before we even move on I really wanted to say that Sherry Pie looked amazing and I did we keep seeing it week after week um that we need to give credit to the, the designer because yes. obviously the, the designer needs to uh, um, be credited. And, we, and it is on Instagram, if you're listening, it's Florence D. Lee. I, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but that's how you, that, that's his Instagram name. It's Florence D. L. E. E. Yeah, and that's a way of giving credit to these amazing 
um, designs that yes. Sherry has been sporting. Because the designs for her costumes, week after week, besides the little one that she made herself, have been great. That, She's that been one, slaying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and also, is there a moment between Jackie? Now, Jackie said, hey, I'm sorry for kicking you while you were down. And Widow, you know, and her feelings is just yeah. going, no. She basically, I can't yeah. wait to you for because I'm going to, I'm going to give it right back to you. So Jackie's like, well, F you, isn't she? Like the rejection of the apology, of apology really upsets Jackie. And mm. so it kind of. It looks like it's setting up a little bit of a... I guess now that Aiden's gone, they need to find another pair to fight, don't they? So maybe it's going to be Jackie versus Widow going forward. Yeah, in the first five minutes, it's just drama-filled. So you know what? They've really got us from the get-go. It's not RuPaul's best friend race. We've set the ball rolling with drama, and we're going to see how it manifests in the next challenge, which is going to be a musical-slash-performance one. Just wanted to mention about one other girl in that mix. Like, Jan has a tendency to stay out of drama, I think. I've not really seen it. She certainly doesn't stick the boot in or or, or give her unsolicited opinion. Um, and she doesn't enjoy drama, it seems. And she tries to break the tension with humour quite often. I think she's very uncomfortable with conflict. And, and quite a sweet person who doesn't want to be dragged into shade, I think. That is true. You yeah. saw it in the first episode when there was a big disagreement with the choreography. Uh-huh. She tried to get in there between um, Sherry and Jada. Yeah. And then we see it in The Untucked, mm-hmm. don't we? Like every, she hits She's the shade, shade button yeah, to, to try to be tension. funny. Yeah, to try yeah. to be funny. We did see her try to say, just let it go. Let just, it go. Just let it go. Like the past is in the past. As, as yeah. a way to try to break the tension, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No one's having it. Everyone's still caught up in their feelings, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So um, let's go on and see what else happens. Yes. And we are back. We are back. Back, 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 back again. <laughs> uh, so RuPaul's come into the workroom. And what we've got here is he's just announced what we already know and what we've already been saying <laughs> is that this is going to be a Madonna Ruskal challenge. Yay! And the amazing thing here is that he said, you guys get to choose which Madonna you'd like to be. Which has happened for the first time, I think, because usually they give somebody the role of selection, don't yeah. they? Like winning a mini challenge or something. Yes, usually. Or, or and share the Ruskal. Cool. Yeah. He actually assigned everyone. She did. Um, which one they were going to be. So yeah. he assigned it. Well, all the other musicals that came down to a mini challenge, didn't mm-hmm. it? And in this one, there's no miming. There's record. Well, they're going to be miming, but they're going to record their own vocals. Yes. And so- dancing. Yes. So um, it seems from the get-go that this is a challenge for our music theatre queens, which is Jan uh-huh. and Britta. And Sherry. And Sherry. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's set up for them to do very, very well in this. You'd expect and so. And how was it assigned? So they kind of use code names in this, and I assume it's to do with copyright. Um, so the way it was signed was um, Jackie um, actually, I think, took a little bit of a lead in assignation, didn't she? She didn't assign, but she helped guide people. So Jackie, they're calling it boy toy, but it's like a virgin era Madonna. Jada went for sexy Madonna, which is Justify My Love Erotica era. Mm. Uh, Widow Von Du was very keen on Fempire, which is music era Madonna. Um, Jan, um, well, she was persuaded to go for, who knows what she wanted, but she was persuaded to go for early Madonna. She just said she didn't want to be first out of the gate, didn't she? And she very graciously decided to embrace it. And just she was just, she like remembered, oh, actually, I'm a good singer. I'm a good performer. I'm going to, I'm just going to go for it and kill this. So that's like holiday, lucky star era Madonna. I mean, if I was if I was Jan, I would go first to mm. a intimidate everyone. Yeah. Um, set the bar high mm-hmm. so that if you don't reach it, if, if all the other girls um after me don't reach it, um, then you guys 
by default don't do as well and I win like if you're not going to match my energy if you're not going to match the level that it starts with and it starts going downhill mm. from there good on you it might be a sign that her confidence is a little shaken at this point in the competition and she's worried she won't do a good job of it when she knows she should mm. No, she, she should have like who was it Alaska went first on the the roast she did she put herself and she, first and I thought that she did an amazing job setting it up she did and so did Darian Lake in season 6 yeah. for that one Darian went first and she was amazing she, she was so like if you can start it strong uh-huh. more props to you mm-hmm. starting a show I mean I would love to open a show because ain't nobody matching <laughs> up to this <laughs> what jokes <laughs> I mean people talk about like coming out to a dry house and that kind of thing don't they but if you've got the skills go for it mm. so next we have Heidi going for I think they're calling it Madonna forever but that's like MDNA going forward current Madonna um, Crystal they're calling it enlightened Madonna and she just she's gently persuaded into it isn't she because um, she's got that hippy dippy vibe so that's ray of light era Madonna um, Sherry is actress Madonna Evita basically that, yes. that was her I mean Madonna's had a lot of acting roles most of them terrible and that's coming from a major fan of hers Evita was a win for her though you know what the reviews for her in Evita weren't the best but I actually really enjoyed her um, as um, as in, in Evita I did I mean some of my favourite Madonna roles are her worst like Body of Evidence if anybody wants to watch like a really trashy 90s thriller go for it but yeah, I think she, she was like people thought she was a bit stiff as a Vita, didn't they? I think that's a frequent critique of hers. Anyway, um, Britta is very, very. This is the only real conflict over a role. Britta and Gigi both won um, Cone Bra Madonna, which is Blonde Ambition Tour Madonna, um, that kind of um, like a prayer era, Vogue era. Um, Brit, as, as you could probably predict, Britta kind of overpowers Gigi in this situation and gets the role. She says something about her range, doesn't she? Can I? Can I? say something about that is that first of all Britta you're trained you went to music theatre school so um, it's not about whether or not you can go that high or whatever mm-hmm. you're you are musically talented you um, you're, you're technically trained there whereas mm-hmm. Gigi is not so you should have been able to pick up any part uh-huh. going by that so I, th- I thought it was really really like oh, that she was like oh my range isn't the best but you're You've done your professional singer, professional dancer, whereas Gigi is just a fashion girl. If anyone can reach any note or know how to cheat their vocals, you know, go half, go falsetto, mm-hmm. go, you know, like, it should be you. It should be you. So Maybe, I thought that was just an excuse so that she I think could it's get what excuse. she wanted. Yes, yeah. she wanted to go for one of her most iconic and recognisable looks, thinking it would be a standout part, I think. Because what is more associated with Madonna than the Gautier comb bra, you know? absolutely eh eh Barlow's nodding in agreement <laughs> um, and Gigi ends up what they're calling unapologetic Madonna and I find that confusing because she had a recent song called Unapologetic Bitch but it's actually Papa Don't Preach uh, Open Your Heart era True Blue album um, and yeah she just kind of accepts it because that's the role that's left over so let's see what she makes of it eh? yeah well let's go into the rehearsals then please from the get go who's opening it up is Jan Jan going to the singing rehearsals with uh, Michelle with as Michelle. a super fan yes um, who's giving them critiques and helping and guiding them through this vocally isn't she I think this sets a really positive tone for this challenge because Michelle we know is a Madonna super fan and is so passionate about Madonna that 
there's going to be a lot of love going into this challenge. It's not going to be done half-assed. You know what I mean? She was actually really, really nice during this. You know, usually yeah. she she can come across when she's, especially when she's judging the um these kind of acting mini challenges. Yeah. Going, she's usually quite cold and re- mm-hmm. really, really quick to cut a bitch off <laughs> and, and give them like, no, you're doing wrong. <laughs> she was so much more interactive here. Yeah. She got into it. She was like, she she really did help with the energy and the energy in the room just felt so much more uplifting because you know yeah. you can tell Michelle loves this. She wanted mm-hmm. the best. She was very maternal in the way that she was drawing out the actress and drawing out the the star quality in the in these queens yeah now jan um has very good vocal agility great pipes on jan bloody isn't there? good range good um good pipes and great vocal agility from what i saw there i guess what i started thinking this one and i think i kind of realized it early on and i don't you know they're not none of them are trying to do a madonna impression um they're just trying to give a good vocal performance and convey and embody something about that era of Madonna. So Madonna at this point was very ambitious, very hungry um, for for success. Yet she was also the accessible girl next door. So she's trying to convey that kind of fun-loving but hungry sense, isn't she? I think she does a good job. Um, and like you say, fantastic vocals. Mm. And like um, you know, Madonna had a, like, she was criticised for having like a really Minnie Mouse esque vocal at this point. She was very high. Obviously, Jan isn't going to do that, but she does a, a fab job with her. The singing. The queens that do well in the in this rehearsal as quickly as um, Britta, um, Jan, and who else does a good vocal job? Some of them take direction and end up doing a good job. They they skip through Heidi and Widow very quickly and Crystal. They just kind of make out Crystal to be a terrible singer, really, uh, needing quite a lot of auto tune. Jada takes the direction very well, and because you know the essence of that era of Madonna that she's doing is kind of. Um, pushing the boundaries of sexuality that's really what she was doing at that point so she was being very overtly sexual and doing a lot of um like speak rapping so jada who isn't a singer chose this role very very well because she doesn't have to sing um and she takes michelle's direction very well doesn't she she starts off really quite bland but then michelle she starts off very very like huh shy yeah like, ha, ha, like frigid well, she starts off very frigid it'd be hard to do that in front of all those people though wouldn't it and be overtly sexual but like heidi said heidi's like oh you want to give yourself the trade um <laughs> you want to say that you're the trade of the season and you ain't able to go in there and show us why and now heidi's anointed herself trade of the season oh, not yes. going to argue with that <laughs> um, but it was really nice that michelle was able to you know to, to loosen her up yeah. i guess and, and bring it out and britta was also someone who took the direction very very well with yes. the vocals so they found like the sonic joke in there didn't mm. they of going from a high vocal to a low vocal yes. which britta has the range to do and set her up very very well and i guess you know this this year was uh, more about madonna being an ally of of the gay community and it's an empowerment because it's based on express yourself so it's an empowerment anthem for for gay men and women um and yeah britta does it but in a funny way and takes that direction yes. doesn't she what i'm what i'm seeing now is they re- they are starting to give her more of a charming edit Aren't yes. they? They're giving um they're giving Britta a nice charming edit. Like it was really really funny, and she's she's starting her confessionals are starting to be a bit more like more like fun, fun, fun shade, yeah, fun than, shade more yeah. than the, the rattle and then the you know all of the <laughs> now the ones that did struggle in mm-hmm. this uh, in the vocals was definitely Gigi, like um, yeah, Gigi is 
struggling and I, I saw her shaking she's very very nervous she, she was actually really really shaking so she, yeah and you can tell that she was you know she's obviously tensing because it sounds like she's straining to get everything out mm-hmm. so she's definitely someone from the get-go who i know is going to struggle because yeah that was a terrible run through mm-hmm. also um jackie jackie as well is struggling she's just <sighs> not picking up the essence of what the song is i mean she's got like a virgin one of yeah, an iconic madonna song uh, um, and it's not a word that I overuse. And that's, you know, that was like the second phase of her career, her second album. And this is when she started to embrace sexuality and leave the girl next door image behind. Um, and she she seems to come out with like this really comedic because I think that's what Jackie knows. That's her comfort zone. She's not able. She is not able to embrace anything sexy about the vocal. She She goes very comedic in her delivery and it doesn't really translate well, I don't think. Yeah. So if I was just to base it alone on this vocal run through, mm. I would say that the bottom would be Jackie and Gigi. Oh God, there and are few Crystal they... and Widow and Heidi. <laughs> they skipped through them, didn't they? Didn't really give them any airtime. But what they did show was them like like terribly singing. Like Heidi, find the note, sugar. Find the <laughs> note, find the key. And then we had Al Debarge doing that. Oh, gosh. It was wailing, the, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Waywall is what it was. <laughs> she was singing Waywall. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into the choreography part of it, okay? okay? So the next one is the choreography part, and we've got Jamal Sims who's coming. So Jamal is very much a part of the RuPaul family, isn't he? He's choreographed um, quite a few of the videos, hasn't he? He and, did and um, dance challenges. season five. He's, do, he's been a few times. He's visited okay. a few times. Yep. Who was it who was all over him and was just, uh, I think, I can't remember, one of the girls was really like, oh... Was it Ginger? I'm about to flood my basement. Did he did he choreograph that challenge? I don't know. Anyway, um, so and it's good because he has actually choreographed Madonna. So again, it's another person who has worked with Madonna. I'm not saying Michelle has worked with Madonna. She got a birthday card from her once, apparently. Um, but who has a love for Madonna is able to inject that love into the challenge. And again, it makes me excited about the quality of this challenge. Um, so, what you're our resident choreography expert. What were your thoughts? Um, well, I don't, I don't know a lot of um, Madonna's work besides Vogue. Okay, okay, <laughs> we can work on that. But, 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 yeah, he was. You know what I did like? I did. Mm-hmm. Whenever the girls in was specifically here, Widow Von Du mm-hmm. expressed, "I can't do that." Yeah. Um, he was very, very quick to listen to the dancer yeah. and adapt very, very fast. And not just in that moment, he did say, "If there's anything else, please let me know." And I thought that was so good. That was such good. Um, so good of a choreographer to be able to adapt for that person in that moment and moving forward because the safety of our dancers is more important than I don't know I'd say building hospitals for the coronavirus oh, I wow. think it's, it's quite it's, up there it's yes, paramount dance, it's yes, crucial it's, it's crucial it's, it's very crucial, crucial. <laughs> um, and also you know what I really found his energy so much different to Todger Kohl Giannis yeah. Marshall you know when they're there and they, they antagonise and yeah. I, I think they are they've, they've been given directives from the producers definitely. to definitely like dig in and, and then mm-hmm. get, get really deep like I remember Giannis Marshall versus who was it um, my favourite my favourite um, Raja <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, because yeah. she was technically trained in jazz, <laughs> ballet, African. Um, Raja had years of dance experience under uh, her belt. J- jazz, pop yeah. jazz, Broadway jazz. She had like, <laughs> but it was from 15 years ago. <laughs> and Giannis was like, oh, you should not have told me you had all that experience, girl. <laughs> and then we also have Todger Call, who's like. Um, 
I remember Todrick evolving as a coach, being from going from sweet and supportive, clearly being given di- the directive to create conflict. I thought, yeah, uh, and it's you know that's that's the the, the direction he had. I mean, then. it makes good TV, doesn't it? it? Does, and I do, does. I do. But it's such it's a, a Jamal show. brings such a different energy to the to the to the table. Yeah, and you can see it like they're having more fun in the dance rehearsals than you mm-hmm. are used to see. They're usually, supporting each other yeah, as well. Usually, you're seeing the girls really, really overly, overly stressed, and they're, yeah. they're just, they just they can't get it and they're all like crying i hope she falls i hope she falls sometimes they're crying but like in this one they're all laughing they're having a kiki there so the the vibes are good the vibes with michelle great the vibes with this dancing one great um i really really hope this shows in the finished product um in terms of a few points i mean jan picks up the choreo quickly and looks pretty slick um, Britta makes an interesting comment. She says, as you know, she comments on how well Jan is doing. And she says she went to a very expensive musical theatre school. Whereas Britta mentioned earlier in the episode, I got a scholarship to go to musical theatre. I wonder if there's a little bit of resentment from Britta there at their differing backgrounds and the, the different maybe levels of school they went to or something or different opportunities they might have had in life. Can you explain that a bit more i'm a bit confused just because britta says specifically jan should do really well on this because she went to a very expensive musical theater school and uh, britta said herself that she had a scholarship to go to musical theater so school. basically it's someone saying that i had to work really really yeah. hard to be able to have the opportunity to go to a yeah. school whereas your ass was able to afford a very very good school on your own yeah yeah oh, okay. there's a little bit of that and i don't know just wondered a bit about it i wondered if there was a bit of backstory there I mean, from the get-go, what I see is Jan's a very clean dancer. She was fab, wasn't she? She really, like, hit those I didn't steps. say fab. I okay. she's a very clean dancer. <laughs> Sorry. Like, she's doing the move. She's doing the curry. And she's not slaying it. Mm. But maybe, you know, maybe she's not trying to. Maybe she's just, at that moment, processing the choreography and seeing uh, in her head how she's going to connect that with um, the music. At this phase of her career as well, Madonna was, like, it was club music and she was a dancer in her videos. So it, there should be emphasis on being a good dancer for Jan. Um, Jackie, again, struggles with the sexy... Yeah, she, she's so making she struggled, it comedic again. She struggled, she struggled with the sexy vocally, and now I'm seeing her struggle with the sexy in the dance. In the dance realm, yes. Um, and she's just not bringing it. And you are right. She is. Um, she finds comfort in being funny yeah. and find comfort in, um, in roles that bring comedy. And I think because that's what she finds comfortable, she's trying to make this comfortable. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to bring the comedy to it so that she feels like she's killing it. But I don't I don't think... It, it feels like she's still doing the Snatch game and she's like trying to do Madonna for Snatch game or something mm. and just bring out the funny um Gigi um poor Gigi that she seems similar to her struggling with the vocal she seems slow to pick up the choreography yeah um but we've seen her bust some moves before I mean I've seen her backflip yeah that's it I've seen her backflip this is actual choreography. Like, what? there hasn't been other dance challenges besides the first one, the Nicki Minaj one, but that was more like, it wasn't really Corey. It was like, yeah. Certainly shouldn't do much Corey. And, well, I was thinking, I guess, from the mini challenge. It's I guess like, I was just thinking of her backflip in that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The thing, it's like, you know, Kennedy Devonport, when Kennedy's like, you, you see her, she's an amazing dancer. Mm. And then there was a time where they had to give her choreography and she wasn't really nailing the choreography. And she's like, I'm not a choreography dancer. Yeah. I freestyle. All of my shows are me doing freestyle. So there are, you know, there are amazing dancers out uh-huh. there and you give them choreography and they can't do it as well as they can do it on their own and their own movies. 
movement and their own style. Yeah, so I guess their their style lends itself really well to a lip sync, but not so much to yes, a, 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 you know to a, a, a planned choreographed yes, do spectacle this, do like that. Yeah. this. So I don't know if Gigi is more that kind of girl. Yeah, but um, I'm seeing her in this dance part, and I'm I'm like, okay, well, I, I I don't have any faith in you going forward. And you know what? You have been riding high. We love um, highs and lows and drag yeah, race. You have been riding high. This yeah. will be a nice little arc. To, you know, we want to see you struggle a little. I don't want to see a Bianca Del Rio just sailing through. Oh, Bindala. oh, <laughs> it's very patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> very condescending. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah, sometimes they ride the wave and then they crash, don't they? Um, Heidi Ho, Heidi Ho, not even, nobody's, not even, nobody's calling Heidi and Closet. Not, not even Jamal Sims is saying Heidi and Closet. He's like Heidi, Heidi Ho, and I'm like, okay, was, were you told by RuPaul? I think not yeah. to acknowledge that, that her name is Heidi Ho. As, Ru- As Jamal came on set, RuPaul pulled him aside and said, you are under no circumstances allowed to say hi to Diane Closet. <laughs> if you do, you'll not be invited back to the show. You'll be excommunicating RuPaul family. Her name is Heidi Ho. Do you understand? Yeah. I mean, the only other person that I do think needs to be looked at that they did shine a light on was Britta. Um, and, they, you know, yeah. and again, they showed Britta in a nice light. Like mm. she was stuffing up the moves like that Roger Rabbit. Like I thought she was crumping. I mean, I don't know what a Roger Rabbit is. I, 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 I was but, I was showing you what she was doing wrong, like yeah, her hands. Were, something's doing yeah, it, It's basically like a. a Why is it me, called a Roger Rabbit? I don't know, Tom. Did Roger Rabbit do those? Are you trying to call me out on the podcast? <laughs> that, I don't know my history of dance. You're the expert choreographer yeah. here. <laughs> so, um, no, but, um, what I did see is that Britta wasn't. Um, yeah, she. I mean, she, but she was doing it fun. She, she was having mm. fun with it. And like a lot of the times, performance is sell it to me. If, if you're having fun, I'm having fun. But if yeah. I see you struggle, I'm going to struggle appreciating mm. what you're giving me. So uh, as long as she brings a fun energy to it, it's fine. Yeah. Ish. The only, other one, point. the only other one was Heidi, who gave it some attitude. She was really fun, wasn't oh, she? she? Enjoyed what she was doing. Yeah. Given all this excitement and all this great energy, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing the finished product. So let's move on and see what else comes through. We have just seen Madonna the yes. Musical. And overall, I'm actually very, very impressed with the I cast. I am so, so happy with this. And I can say with confidence, this is easily the best musical there's ever been. Um, the It really summed up for me how strong this cast is. Because we'll come to it in a second, but I don't think there's anybody who really, really made a mess of it. Um, there were so many strong competitors and do you know what the writing was good for a change it, it told well, a great story about Madonna's career it's like, it's like I said before in the beginning going into taking on a Madonna musical yes you had to give it the respect uh, of Madonna you yeah. had to give it um, that, that integrity you had to have that in the creative process for this you had to have it in, in the lyrics in the movement the, the last thing you want is for Madonna to find it reductive I feel like I'm missing something here. You are, dear. Don't worry. Okay. Well, <laughs> our, our viewers will get that, though. Um, let's break it down. Let's break it down. So, first of all, we had Jan, who opened it up, and it was a very, it was a very so, good job, Jan. Great job, Jan. Jan brought that fun early Madonna energy. She, you know, she was smiling ear to ear. She was 
bopping away. She was hitting those moves. She was that fun girl next door with the hunger in her heart. And what about those vocals, eh? The vocals were great. The, her vocals were definitely strong. The choreo- mm. The thing is, what I noticed with her choreography especially is she yeah. had the most choreography. Now, this is because Madonna's songs at this part of her career, career were club songs and her videos all had a lot of choreography and she was a dancer by background who went into singing so in a lot of her early videos um it was basically like a lot of this choreo was from the lucky star video like the kicks and stuff and that video was a a white background her and two dancers one of whom was her brother i think um just doing this choreo and it's very very faithful the thing is though in terms of choreography, she had two backup dancers with yeah. her the whole time. So she had to not only be able to dance well, do the choreography well, but you had to do the choreography with other people. And that's what other dance, other people coming forward, um, all the other girls didn't mm-hmm. have that, that yeah. pressure of having to synchronize movement a lot. So she mm. had to keep up with them, which I found was um, very, very impressive. And it was pretty much from start to finish. Mm-hmm. There was movement going, there was the lip sync going. There were times where I felt like her face was focusing a bit more on the curry, but that was mm. only a little bit. For the most part, in the majority of it, Jan was amazing. She was doing actual dance, doing actual choreography. It was her own vocals. It was great. This was a very good episode for Jan. Very, very good week for Jan. That was followed up with Jackie. Now, I would describe Jackie as the only real kind of dip in, in this whole sequence. Yep. And I think we picked up on it during the rehearsals. Um, this is this is a bit of a struggle for Jackie. She, I mean, she chose this, this era of Madonna and it just didn't suit. I think she thought she'd come at it comedically. Then she found out she couldn't and then couldn't quite hit the sex and didn't bring the comedy. And that's what I felt throughout this. She just like, she wasn't, being funny she wasn't being sexy she was falling in between and bless her for the, for the first time really i think she looked a bit busted as well she'd struggled with the makeup in this challenge what i what i felt is that at least give it with your face <clears throat> you know what i mean yeah. at least portray the character through your face and, and give that give energy outwards from from everywhere and i know that you can give face because you did the snatch game and you were amazing oh, i know that i know that you now. can act yourself through a role yeah. why couldn't you apply that acting into this one here yeah it's, okay. it's, it's a shame really and like like i say she was it wasn't like she bombed massively she didn't mess everything up but i think jackie was the weakest today yep okay that was followed with Gigi. oh my gosh she brought it i i don't know if I was like, I had told myself throughout yeah. this whole, for the rehearsals, I was like, she's going, she's going to be in the bottom too. She, she won't go home. I hope not because she's been doing so well. Mm-hmm. But I was like, she's going to, she sucks. She sucked at the rehearsal for the singing. <laughs> she sucked at the rehearsal for the bloody, um, the dancing. Yeah. That girl brought it. The she edit- surprises me time and time again. No, she, she looked well. Like mm-hmm. she looked stunning. And I was like, okay, at least you'll get that. But no, she kept up. Like the choreography was so clever because it wasn't choreography it was um everything everyone else was complimentary to the movement that she gave do you know what i mean as it should be when you're madonna everybody else should be background props really compare her to jan jan had to dance 
the whole time mm. choreography 99% of it was choreography with the dancers over here there was no synchronization required for them for the most part it was them she was they were carrying her they were lifting her around they were making her like very very ethereal very very powerful yeah. she had to do only that iconic like struts, knee pop move the, the strut move preach, there was not much choreography which I thought to Jamal Sims props yeah. to you for recognising she's not a good choreography I think um, dancer the, so what I'll give something else yeah they can still make her shine the the back clip was kind of unnecessary i think because the she did a fab job overall like the, the this whole section was about madonna fighting to be taken seriously as an artist because people were saying oh you know she's another throwaway pop tartlet kind of thing um and she was like actually no i'm a talented singer songwriter so thank you i didn't much. mind the backflip i think it really mar- married with the lyrics i don't know what the lyrics what, were about what i'd like to compliment is, is her acting in this she really yes. she brought it in the face i got face face yeah. Face like even if she wasn't doing well, Jackie should have done this as well. She should have given another face, yeah. and there was so much variation in the faces that she was giving with us. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think I, I, Gigi might have it in the bag from what I saw here. It it'd was be, amazing. It'd be rare for somebody to win two weeks on the trot, if if ever. But she did a fantastic job, and then on to Britta, who also did a fantastic job. I think now Britta, um, I think she had one of the longer segments. I think it was quite long. She yes. had two phases. She kind of had expressed herself going into like a prayer, um, and she was in the blonde ambition gear. Um, she is great. She brought fun, confident energy. A little bit less characterized. I can't even say the word, can I? Characterization. 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 Just say talk. <laughs> one, one glass of wine in, guys. A um, little bit less characterization. Some That's of the others, your I second think. glass. Why, why are you trying to kid? It's my first. There's an empty bottle and <laughs> there's an empty bottle right next to your glass. Anyway, sorry, I, I digress. <laughs> there was only one glass in the bottle, thank you. That's what you sounded like. There's only one glass. All right, one. wine police. <laughs> <laughs> Britta, I think anyway. Britta was. I think Britta was safe. Um, I think Britta was high safe. High, high, I enjoyed her performance. I yeah. enjoyed her. She performance. got lots of laughs. She did really, really well with the going low. With like, should have been one myself. Oh, she actually yeah, she was told to go down when she had myself. Myself. Um, I think vocally, um, she was good. I think one of the best she vocalists, really and she should get complimented for that. Um, she segued really well into like a prayer. Bit, didn't she with the tambourines uh, that got yes. a good laugh so she probably i think you know the, the show loves trajectories and after a bad week they'll have a girl having a good week so i wouldn't be surprised if brit was high this week i was waiting for the um the roger rabbit i was like I oh didn't, do you think they I just cut like, it out yeah, like, they're just like half, sorry yeah. girl you're not getting it yeah but um no i think i th- um i think i had the most f- one of the most fun times watching her in this performance yeah. i think she did a really really good job and you know madonna was really this was like the first kind of like peak of her career really so britta gave that kind of like i'm having a ball sort of energy didn't she no britta the good now next on to jada and now this is fantastic smokes. you know how jada said that she's a female impersonator well she's a very sexy female impersonator she, she was sexy she chose this role so smartly because she recognized she wasn't a singer but she could bring the sex and right from the beginning she was looking amazing she shed that coat and we were both like wow look at this woman um and she also liked there were fun little bits that parodied the video really well because it was a little bit of a conglomeration really of justify my love erotica and a bit of human nature as well um but she just did fantastically and those the best thing was those two dancers were her props they were her toys that's it she made them her props they were very very secondary yeah um you focused on it so you had two strong masculine 
really good looking guys. They were hot guys. Really yeah. hot looking guys. And um, but but I focused the whole time on Jada. Yeah. And she really seduced me. And there was a yes. it was a combination of how she looked in drag. I, I, I don't think she was doing drag. She was a female impersonator. She was a woman. And then I think the 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 camera angles. And the yeah. fades also played into the, the whole... one little edit I noticed that was a bit unusual, actually, when she reached in and grabbed the riding crop from his pants, made me wonder if they if she fumbled, actually, and they edited it in. It was just like no, thought no, I had. No, 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 no. I, I, I think she was giving six from the get-go. I don't think she... Could, it, was, it was flawless. I mean, she did a fantastic job. And, yeah, she, she was... All eyes were on her... Uh, you could tell that Rue was spellbound as well. Wouldn't be surprised if Jada was high this week. There's no surprise. She is high this week. No, that's what I'm I saying. wonder I, if she's going I, to be... That's the what I'm saying, the I, would, I would not be surprised. Um, Crystal Crystal is so fun. Crystal was like... Um, we've missed out Je- Sherry. Oh, sh- And he said Jerry. Jerry pie? <laughs> Sherry. Oh, Sherry was amazing. Sherry was fantastic. So... Sherry brought the f- so she was actress Madonna and she the the again clever writing because they referenced a lot of her different film roles uh, League of Their Own Shanghai Surprise but she was Evita which is her most prominent film role she had the gestures there were lots of little camp funny moments in here weren't there Sherry played to her strengths as well by choosing this I feel like it was cut short but maybe that's just me I think I think her segment was quite short I think we I we used to more. we're used to having that sense with Sherry now aren't we that bits are cut out I think that it was one of those segments that didn't have a lot of lyrics in it because it wasn't a fast paced bit so it felt short um, maybe we were just hungry for more because she did so well. She did. Yeah. I think um, she was definitely a standout there. Makeup was great. Her fit was great. She was yeah. very much Evita. And she like was. doing the very, very campy kind of music theatre. And like she just knew how to place her body and she knew how to use her face. Yeah. So I thought that was props. Who's next? So next was Crystal. Now, Crystal did a fab job here, I think. And again, shrewd casting, played to her strengths. She can clearly do the hippy-dippy, um, enlightened kind of pop star who's found um, a Kabbalah kind of phase of her career. And there were lo- she she did the... There were lots of laughs with the kind of echo effect, weren't there, at the beginning? Mm. Hey, 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 kind of thing. Um, so that was fun. Another fun performance. She brought the hair flinging. Um, she, I loved the... I always love the kind of dancer standing behind them with the arm poses. I, I'm a sucker for that move. I know it's corny, but ever since Dead or Alive, you spin me around. I love that kind of like arms behind the dancer thing. It was the simplest choreography. It was very, very basic and simple. And it really... you To, to do well in that for Crystal, she just yeah. needed to remain in that kooky kind of era she had hmm. to be like ah, and then like madonna's vibe during this song was fun and joyful it was it was a very joyful song then i think then she just had to have that feeling it was more about yeah. the feeling and less about the choreography because you know she, she was bringing the kind of like fun trance music at that time yeah, yeah. spiritually it kind of influenced type stuff it was very fun very very good crystal now widow Again, like such a shrewd choice for Widow because she started out with this like um, confident, ghetto, fabulous kind of quality and just came stomping down that runway. Um, so at this phase in her career, Madonna was kind of like, I've been there, I've done that, I bought the T-shirt um, and, you know, I'm a huge influence worldwide. What are you going to do about it kind of thing? That's what she was bringing, kind of like, I am a 
bona fide pop diva now. I am in the Hall of Fame. Um, and then she starts name checking all the girls who are influenced by her, didn't she? Um, and she just sold like confidence. I loved it. Do you know what I loved about Widow is that Widow, we finally got to see that move that she was doing over <laughs> and over again in episode one. <laughs> we finally got to see it. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Um, I just thought I thought it was a really good safe performance, a very um, very energetic, very very confident performance. It's the only thing that let it down was the vo- the voice. Yeah, the, the back track that she was lip syncing to was wasn't the best, and so it kind of it didn't really fulfil me performance mm-hmm. wise because she was really really killing it. It's like someone who's amazing lip syncing to a very very bad song. Yeah, I mean we could criticise both Widow and Crystal on the vocals if we wanted to, couldn't we? Well, we Bearing can also mind- do the do the same with Heidi because yeah. the same thing that I'm going to say with Widow, where the performance was just a million times better than the the backing track, the vocals. Yeah, the same went for Heidi. Maybe to for Heidi, it was worse. Like, yeah, she found no key. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, not until the rep came in because the rep doesn't require any, you know, the rep is just like, mm. I'm just talking. And I think that's finally when Heidi picked up because the, the, the that kind of talk rep came in and then it really, really did fit the vibe. Yeah. Not to say that her performance was, her performance didn't get better from the rep. It was the vocals. So it was it was awkward in the first part of her, her um, Madonna segment because... I could only focus on how bad the, yeah, the was singing li- was. was. And that almost yeah, that distracted me from appreciating how good she was doing, regardless, performance-wise. But it only all came together when she started, um, when she fixed herself and started going into that rap part. And then I was like, okay, this is cool. The only thing, again, is that I saw that whole choreography she did yeah. with the leg windmill into the headstand. And I saw that in episode one. It was recycled, wasn't it? And I think she did it in the um, the dance mini challenge. She's broken out those moves a few times. You know, the dance mini challenge. I don't remember it. Um, also, she did actually seem lucky in confidence at the beginning of it as well. And if there's one thing you've got to be, if you're impersonating Madonna, it's confidence. She embodies confidence. She's she's the the, you know... She's confidence here on earth. She's the embodiment of it. Um, Who's after Heidi? That was that was it. She that was, was it. she was a Madonna, current Madonna. No, at the end of it, they all came and did an, uh, a very Vogue piece, isn't it? Yeah, it was very it was very very Vogue a very big ensemble Vogue piece. And you know what? This really just spoke to the talent of them all as uh-huh. a cast because I don't know how many days they had to get this together, but they all learned a damn routine mm-hmm. um, in segments, and then it all came together. And you have to give them props for that. That was that was really good. I think this is going to be a really hard week to judge. And so going into it, we both agree that this is a very, very strong performance overall. I think if we're looking at highs, who are we thinking? The highs, without a doubt, is uh, Jan, Jan, is Gigi, and it's Jada. Jada. Um, Gigi. I think, you know, Gigi could be high. I'd be surprised if she won because nobody really wins two weeks in a row. I mean, you know, Sherry was really strong. Britta was really strong. Like that would be safe. The bottoms are going to be Heidi, um, Heidi and Heidi, Jackie, Jackie, definitely. And then the other one might be a toss between Widow and Crystal. It's one of those weeks where being safe can actually land you in the bottom three because it's been such a strong performance overall. Yeah. Just by comparison, you're going to be pushed down the bottom. Exactly. So it's not going to mm. be um, who was the worst. It was going to be like who wasn't as good. I, I think this is fantastic. One of the one of the best RuPaul's Drag Race performances 
bar none for me. Well, that's biased because you love Madonna. I'm not biased. I'm not biased at all. <laughs> I, I see things with perfect clarity, actually. Okay. So what we're going to do now is we're going we're to go into the last part of it. Is we're going to see who the judges pick as top and bottom. We yeah. might have a little peek at the Antarctic that's up here. And then we're going to have a look at the lip sync. But that's where we're both at right now. I'm thoroughly impressed. And I thought it was really, really good. It was really fun. Awesome job, girls. Let's move forward. Okay. So... We've just seen the tops and bottoms and the rest of the episode. And like, I think my energy's just been sucked from my soul. I found the judges. I feel like a Psyduck has done confusion on me. I I really, I'm really, I... I found the judges interesting. I was entertained. (laughs) (laughs) Like, actually. I was as well. I think we're in a similar state of of confusion, really. Um, So... First up, we found out the tops and bottoms were Jan, Jackie, Britta, Crystal, Heidi, and <laughs> okay, let's, Gigi. I'll give you the remix. So safe was Jada, Widow, and Sherry. The tops were Crystal, Gigi, and Jan. And the bottoms was Britta, yeah. Heidi, and Jackie. I really... It was quite strange. I think what we find strangest were Britta and Crystal's placements, weren't they? Yes, Crystal should not have been in the top. No, I mean, what we keep on coming back to is that everybody did a really good job this week, but it was about levels of comparison. And Crystal, by comparison, didn't stand out, really. Um, But the judges said that they loved her energy and put her in the top. We felt like Britta did a really great job and she got loads of laughs. It didn't seem to match up with the actual reactions during the... We laughed at her. We enjoyed her performance. The only thing we said was that she lacked a bit of characterization at times. Let me um, fast forward and say that the winner of this challenge was Gigi. Now, let's talk about that for a quick moment. For a hot second. For please. a hot I've let you talk, second. Let me talk for a hot second. Okay? A hot second. Act a fool, girl. <laughs> and RuPaul was acting a fool. Change your one. costume, RuPaul. Change it around. Change it around. Okay. Um. First of all, like, I mean, I'm not surprised that Gigi won. I and I said that I. She, you actually her, said it earlier, I and I, it I was very, very like, no, nobody wins twice in a row. Gigi. Can you think of anybody else who's won twice in a row? Like the only people off the top of my head that even potentially would have been like Sharon or Bianca, but I don't really think they did. I'm not. I'm not going to go into their pop quiz trivia right now. <laughs> I'm going to look at. Um, I'm honing my claws for the next RuPaul quiz. The. The, this could have been this could have gone to either Jan or Gigi I would have looked at the um, I would have looked at the vocals mm-hmm. and said that vocally the best was Jan she had the control she had the yep. range she had the vocal agility I would have given her a tick for that now yep. then I'll look at their performance both performances were epic like They're you can't really, you can't really take good. away but then i would then look at okay what skill is needed to do can can jan do what um Gigi did i think yes yeah can Gigi do the choreography assigned to jan i'm gonna say no and mm. by looking at that i would say okay cool which obviously means it does mean Jan's more talented, but then Jan had more to do because she had to keep up with backup dancers. And she opened and the show. Yes. She brought the energy. And what an amazing opening to the show. So, so even though they're both up there, you had to look at you had to look at how would you score things as well. Yeah. 
I would have given the win to Jan for did, that. Did the I'm runways make very, the difference? very shocked. Did the runways make the difference? Both brought actually really strong runways. Like, Jan's was more recognisably Michelle Visage. Gigi went for this deep cut. But I felt for Jan because we all saw her heartbreak on stage. Yeah, oh my gosh, you Jan, could see it straight Jan's away. Jan's a hard worker. We keep saying this about Jan. Jan works and works and works. And her belief, like a lot of us, is hard work pays off eventually. And, you know, I really feel for I would have given this to Jan. Not even as a pity. Like, no, oh, no, no, not as pity yeah, at all. Not as, because not she pity. deserved Jan, it. Jan should have won this challenge. Mm. Not, and it's not to take away how amazing Gigi was, but when I look, when I break it down to the vocals, when I break it down to the choreography, when I break it down to it's all of that, the winner becomes Jan. Yeah. So Jan was hashtag robbed. <laughs> There, full stop. Now we're going to look at the bottoms, okay? Yeah. We're going to look at the bottoms. Raw bottoms. <laughs> the bottoms was Britta, yeah. uh, Heidi, and Jackie. The ones who should have lip synced was Jackie and Heidi. This is conclusive. There have been forensic analyses of this over the past few minutes. And Britta just didn't deserve to be in the bottom two yet again. Now, I know Brit, like a lot of people have seen Britta on this like villain trajectory and that the the whole adversarial relationship of uh, with, with, with Aiden Zane. But like we have said over the past few podcasts, there have been quite a few unfair judgments towards Britta that make her a little bit of a Chanel of, of season 12. Now, Chanel, for, for you know, some of our viewers might not have gone back as far back as season one, but Chanel was a queen with amazing skills, so polished, who was in season one and was consistently, really, in retrospect, she was judged harshly in comparison to the ingenue of the series, Rebecca Glasscock. I think... Britta's followed a similar trajectory. I think Britta has been um, judged really harshly all season. I didn't think that Britta should have been at the bottom. I no. definitely think it should have been Jackie um, versus Heidi. Um, I'm just very perplexed by how this is... Um, unfolded how yeah. those who were at the bottom how jada wasn't atop instead of a crystal um mm. so when we have to look at the lip sync who won out of them two i um it was so so the lip sync was very very like so, so very so so for me i think I, it could have gone either way but again this was britta's third time in the bottom so she had to pull out something amazing in order to prove that she should stay she gave a good lip sync she gave a very good yeah. fun entertaining you know very britta lip sync she she does she exudes that joy and yeah. ah love like a bright bright so, um, yeah, she did a good lip sync, but she didn't do anything epic enough to save her um, from being sent home. You've got to be a true lip sync assassin to survive your third lip sync. Mm. And she didn't manage it, unfortunately. She did bring a lot of, both brought a lot of fun energy. And Burning Up is a favorite Madonna song of mine. It's one of her earliest songs. Um, it's all about, it sums up her hunger, you know, um, her ambition. Um, and... I thought they both would have been able to bring it because you are hungry to stay. So I, yeah. I was anticipating a very, very great lip sync. It wasn't, it wasn't a, an amazing lip sync at no. all. There wasn't a clear winner. It was no, a winner by default wasn't. because one wasn't that good. 
I think what what it was for me is was that um, a, a little bit a desperation came through with with Britta, Britta unfortunately, yeah. which which was unfortunate and couldn't couldn't really be helped to be honest. That she kept on working this like fire crotch gag, didn't she? Burning yeah. up and like waving it, and that kind of got a little bit tired. Um, and I think Heidi kept that kind of like high energy kind of like I'm hungry for the win thing going so it was it was unfortunate but there we go um, i don't i don't think the judgment was wrong in terms of the lip sync yes but in terms of who should have been there that was wrong that was wrong it should have been jackie versus heidi oh well look it is what it is congratulations heidi we love heidi Gigi gg for winning um yeah another talent she's got three wins in her pocket she is slaying season so 12 we're, we're looking at Gigi as Definitely definite top two, top three. Definite top material. And nowadays, obviously, in RuPaul, we have a top four, not a top three. Gigi, Gigi is a cert. Um She's probably going to win the season, I think, looking at it at the moment. The other certs are going to be Sherry. She's won two. Um, the others are kind of up for grabs. So going into next week, what we can see is that they're going to do an infomercial. Mm-hmm. So it might, it's going to be a good time for Jackie to claw herself back up there. Yeah. Um, if she wants to get back into a finale, she needs to win the next challenge. And the infomercial is a really, really good way. Again, it's kind of like the snatch game, but in an advertisement. It, and some of the iconic things that I can think of is delusion, convince, convince yourself. But also red for filth. Oh, are you oh. red E? For me, anus thing is <laughs> exactly. So this is for funny cerebral queens. Yes, you got to distill your brand into a few minutes and be funny. Yes. Yeah. Well, you got to make Rue laugh, don't you, Tom? <laughs> don't you, Doctor? <laughs> anyway, that's us for this week. Thank you again for joining. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to podcasts. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. Lots we'll of love. We'll see you next week. See ya. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.